Amen. 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 I guess it's still morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dexter Hamilton, one of the elders here. And it's a, a privilege and very humbling uh, to stand before you and uh, share God's word. Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you and we praise you for caring enough for us to die for us. And then even though you've given us an abundant life in all eternity, you also give us yourself through your word and through other people and through songs so that we can have an abundant life now. Lord, we pray that you will just speak to us right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So earlier in the year, there was a, um, we had a study on the Psalms, and uh, I want to thank again uh, Sue and Lee Henderson for directing us to that study. It's really been a blessing uh, to me, and it continues to be a blessing to me as I continue to study the Psalms and um, this book of poetry. So it's the history of, of Israel, but it also is a, a book for us now, and there's a lot in there, it allows us to uh, express ourselves even in the um, mostly healthy spirituality study that we're in. We're taking a break from it today, but uh, even in that study, which challenges us to get in touch with our feelings and emotions and understand how that's a part of us and how God wants us to be healthy in every way. And the Psalms is an example where you know, God understands that we're frustrated sometimes. He understands that we're confused. He understands that we're angry, even at him sometimes. And the Psalms gives us a way um, that we see these things expressed. Um, but he doesn't leave us there, right? Amen. He doesn't leave us there. So that, that study really is a blessing. We're going to um, take our scriptures today from the book of Psalms and our theme is, do you have enemies? Do you have enemies? Do you have enemies? And uh, we'll pick that first slide. We're going to, the focus is going to be Psalm 25, but we're going to read some other Psalms. Um, 25, the first slide has um, Psalm 25, verses 1 to 3. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come to those who are treacherous without cause. Next slide. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. This is uh, verses 16 to 19. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction with my distress and take away all my sin. You know who that's about, right? See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. The final slide. Here's the good news. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope, Lord, is in you. Deliver Israel, O God, from all their troubles. So it depends on the version that you look at, but in the book of Psalms, um, the one concordance I looked at 
uses the word enemies or enemy over a hundred times. In that one book, over a hundred times. And sometimes that same word is, is translated as foe, and that would be e- even more. So if God uses a word over a hundred times in one book, we ought to be paying attention, right? We ought to be paying attention. It must be pretty important. Do you have enemies? We'll take that next slide. Just a few examples. We'll read a, a few more examples, but there, there are lots of them. And in the study of the Psalms, it was really an eye-opener how many times that word was used. Psalm 5, 8. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. Psalm 23, which is very sim- uh, familiar to many of us. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And finally, Psalm 27, 6. Then, lead, then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Enemies, enemies, enemies. Who are our enemies? Well, generally, we know for the believer, um, it's the world. Take the next slide. That's supposed to be like a dark city, right? It's the world. Um, it's our flesh. <laughs> which includes our desires, our weaknesses, right? And, um, and the devil, right? The devil. Especially during this time of year, there were so many depictions of the devil, and it was really scary, but I didn't want to scare anybody, I didn't want to offend anybody, so that just, that just represents the devil. <laughs> But in the Psalms, enemies, 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 there's a retort about who are our enemies. So in the Psalms, the story of Israel, we see the story of Israel throughout the Psalms. We know that the nation of Israel had lots of enemies. The Egyptians, the Babylonians, Canaanites, Hittites, all kinds of nations that were against God's chosen people. And also throughout the Psalms, there's uh, the story of David, and David had enemies. David had enemies who were nations, but David also had enemies who were people, right? Individuals. Not just the, the Philistines weren't the only people that were against David, but Goliath was against David, and Saul was against David. Even his own son, Absalom, was against him. Some of our enemies are people. And even in the Psalms, God personifies uh, some enemies. We'll take the next slide. So that we know sometimes enemies are people. They might be nations. They might be individuals. Looking at Psalm 31.15. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, of those who pursue me. Psalm 1840, you made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. And finally, Psalm 41.5, my enemies say of me in malice, 
When will he die and his name perish? So enemies can be nations and enemies can be people that are pursuing us, that are after us, that are attacking us. Sometimes it's specific people. And I would venture to say that most of us in this room, most of the people under the sound of our vo- my voice, don't have specific nations after them or specific people after them. But perhaps some do. Let's pray right now. Dear Lord, if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice or in this community here today who has specific people that are after them, who seek them harm, we pray right now for deliverance, Lord. We pray right now for protection in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray right now in Jesus' name. But thanks be to God, most of us are not in a situation where specific people are after us or attacking us. But does that mean we don't have enemies? Certainly not. We do have enemies. And what are these enemies designed to do? These enemies, the most important role of these enemies that we have, yet to attack and to pursue us, but more importantly, our enemies are designed to distract us, to discourage us, to block us, from the full life that God wants for you through his son, Jesus Christ. That's your real enemy. Because there is a God who has an abundant life that's there, it's finished, it's declared, it's completed, it's there for you. So what is preventing you from realizing that now? You know you're going to realize it in eternity, but what is preventing you from realizing that now? Those, I would suggest to you, are your true and your most dangerous enemies. Because he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. They just want to get in a way to prevent your intimacy and your closeness and your relationship and your and the life that God wants to have. Now, if there are people here who don't know Jesus Christ in their pardon of their sins, who don't have a relationship with God in Jesus Christ, your enemy is that you don't have a relationship. That's your enemy. And there's others here who you maybe have a sense of, of Jesus or have a sense of the Lord, but you're not sure, you don't know. Other things are more important. I just don't get it. You might be sitting here like, what's this guy talking about? Your enemies might be apathy or just lack of understanding. But probably for the majority of us who are saved, who know who Jesus is, who've seen Jesus work in their life, what are your enemies? What's attacking you? 
what's pursuing you, but more importantly, what's distracting you? What's discouraging you? What's blocking you from the life that God would have you, the rich, rich life that God has waiting for you? It's already there. And if you're saved, you've, you've tasted it. You've enjoyed it. But what's, what's preventing you from the fullness that God wants for you? Now, when I was um, meditating over this, there was a um, real temptation to start rolling out the examples. But in the mode of emotionally healthy spirituality, I'm not going to do that because I think that's a, that's a very particular personal journey that each one of us needs to, to make. What are your enemies? Who are your enemies? But what are your enemies that are blocking you, that are distracting you, that are discouraging you, that are pursuing you and preventing you from the full life that God has for you? Very personal. Maybe that's something that we've uh, chatted in different groups about the two minutes of silence. Maybe that's something that those two minutes that could be useful, right? Because God, God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you in a very personal way, in a very deep way, in a very transformational way. Because your enemies are personal to you. Your enemies are personal to you. What's attacking you? What's distracting you? What's blocking What's preventing Throughout the book of Psalms, there's a lot of questions that are, are asked. Sometimes they're rhetorical questions. Sometimes you read them and you think, well, this is really blasphemy, isn't it? But it's in God's word. God knows it's in your heart. He knows it's in your mind. So he gives you an outlet for some of that, right? But he doesn't leave you there. But there are some questions that God welcomes. Some questions he welcomes. When's the last time we prayed and asked God, Lord, what do I care for more than I care for you? God, what is in my life that you want to see gone out of my life? Lord, what am I struggling with that I shouldn't be struggling with because you've already resolved it for me? God, how do you see me? We, we have a sense of how others see us because we get feedback, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. And we maybe even have a sense of ourselves, even if we're a bit self-aware, we may have a sense of ourselves. But when's the last time we asked God, God, show me what you see. Show me the me that you see. I do have to continue to resist listening to enemies for everybody, right? So I'm, I am going to, I'm going to continue to resist that. But um, so who are our enemies? Then the, we'll just close with the good news. What's the good news? I mean, can we get that last slide? What's the good news? Well, we know the, we know the end of the story. We know the good news, right? We know the good news that there is victory over all of our enemies. Just like Israel had victory over all of its enemies, 
whether they were nations, whether they were individuals. There is victory for each one of us over our enemies. I've called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies, destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. When Jesus died on the cross, he defeated in a very dramatic and permanent and precious way the enemy of death. But he also defeated in a dramatic and very precious and permanent and eternal way the enemies that you struggle with here and now, today. The enemies that those in your family struggle with. They're also defeated. But who are these enemies? Do you dare to ask? Do you dare to pray? Are you afraid of the answer that God might give you? Don't be. Don't be. Trust in him. But be willing to dare to ask the question. So we start a question, do we have enemies? Absolutely. Is there victory over each one of them? Absolutely. Amen.